Hello and welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bomb Podcast, episode number 147, and it is just your one pal, Brian. That's right. I'm here alone. So thank you, everyone, for checking us out. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We have the shop up there now if you want to check out some cool swag. You can also check us out on the socials, twitter.com slash skibumpodcast, facebook.com slash skibumpodcast, instagram.com slash skibumpodcast. We are on Pinterest as Highfalutins, and we are also on SoundCloud as highfalutin-skibum. We're also on YouTube, so search for us there. So this week is a different sort of episode instead of our usual format where it's myself and Mario bantering back and forth, having some drinks, discussing stories. We're going to have a quick, quick episode this week. It's going to be streamlined, no fat, lean and mean, just a single interview with our new friends Donna and Ryan from Skeezy. So I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks ago in episode... 145, one of the stories we talked about was the Skeezy, which is a motorized ski assist system. So it's, you know, we'll talk about it more in the interview, but it's in a way kind of turning you into a human snowmobile. At least that was the analogy I was using. It was a great conversation. We got a lot of fun information from Donna and Ryan. So we hope you guys enjoy the interview. So check it out. All right, cool. So do you guys want to give a quick introduction uh, about Skeezy, about what you do for the company? And uh, yeah, so Donna, if you want to start. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm uh, Donna Patton and uh, newly minted CEO of Rochelle Industries. I met Jim, the inventor, back in Labrador. I'd known Jim a number of years ago. And he had actually sent me a video of what he was working on a few years back. And I thought, well, that's kind of neat. Didn't really know what the heck it was until I tried it back in Labrador. And I, I'm not a skier and was able to use it. So I thought it was just, uh, it, was, it was fabulous. And um, so anyways, I partnered with Jim to try and bring this forward. And here we are. Very cool. Yeah, we saw you in the, the video you have posted on, the, on your website. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm the non <laughs> And Ryan, how about you? Want to give an introduction? Uh, yeah, no, uh, my name, yeah, I'm Ryan Williams. I'm the uh, business development manager for Skeezy. I was brought on earlier in the fall to basically help uh, navigate through the product launch to get this into the hands of consumers this season. Um. And I, I had to try it myself uh, this this season. Uh, not much of a skier, my, uh, but through using it, it actually helped me learn a lot of the techniques that uh, is needed. Uh, I met Jim myself last year uh, through another company that I was working for. Uh, he had brought it in to basically try and just work with something and uh, I seen it then and he showed me videos of it and it was great. And then just like I said, they brought me on a couple months later. Yeah. yeah we're really glad to have you on, right? <laughs> <laughs> so now <laughs> for those who maybe haven't seen a video yet or are just hearing about the skeezy, how would you describe it to people? Okay. Uh, Ryan, I'm going to take a crack at that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a motor that's encased inside of a track that has a lateral arm with two hand pieces that you hold on to 
that lateral arm uh, with the push bar will push the skier from behind, uphill, downhill, uh, and across flat land. So what we've done, or what Jim has done, and, and how we describe this is that he has simply replaced the gravity required for alpine skiing with the power of the motor that's behind you. And as Ryan was saying, and as I quickly learned as well, not being an alpine skier, I'd taken lessons years ago and was well acquainted with a number of trees at the local hill. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> that would be me. I was a cross country skier. So, um, but what it, it does do, it's all the same biomechanics required for alpine skiing is, is what you're doing when you're using the skeezy. So I had to learn. I couldn't figure out why can't I turn? It's because same as on skis, it's your body that's turning. It's the maneuvers. So it's the, the same carving that you would do coming down a hill is what you'd be doing across the land. So I had to learn to bend my knees, stabilize myself, lean forward, use my core muscles, getting all the same exercise, all the same benefits. That's a really cool way to put it. You're, the skeezy is actually providing the gravity that usually the mountain does for alpine skiing. That's exactly. yeah. That's really that's a that's a really good point. You know, because imagine you're standing there on skis and you try turning. Obviously, you're going to fall over because you don't have the forces working. But with the skeezy, that kind of provides it, and you can be on flat land and uh, still doing the same motions. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It opens up so much more terrain for places that aren't in close proximity to ski hills um, and have, you know, frozen lakes, frozen barrens, uh, and just kind of like semi-flat farmland even uh, just for, to be able to go and use your ski equipment to a lot more uh, and be able to enjoy your terrain and get out in the winter a lot more too. Yeah. And the one thing that when we first, you know, talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, the thing that kind of came to our minds is it kind of turns you into a human snowmobile. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a couple of times. <laughs> but keep in mind, what's what's going to happen here is that you're in front of the machine. This is the only machine that I know of that you're you're actually off of it. So you're out in front. You've got the same exhilaration, visibility as you would have if you were cross-country skiing or alpine skiing on your own, uh, under your own steam. Um, going back, again, it's just replacing the gravity required for alpine skiing power. So you, you've got, uh, um, I guess you could say, yeah, human snowmobile, but the difference is you are out in front. You're connected to the snow, and that's where I think people want to be. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and yeah, that does it does kind of change the narrative a little bit when you put it that way. So now, where do you what do you uh, what do you see as your your target demographic for this product? Uh, do you want me to take this one? Huh? Yeah. Sure, go right ahead. So more for um, our target demographic, more so uh, falls in line with the outdoor enthusiast that really wants to enhance their winter activity. Uh, people who have alpine skiing equipment, uh, mostly, uh, just for the end consumer, because this is that's the equipment needed for this. Um, whereas cross country skis, your bindings in the back don't uh, don't lock in, so you really do need your bindings to lock in for to be able to use the skizy properly. Uh, but in our current plan moving forward right now is with the ski resorts, 
to offer them in a rental capacity because we know that people are going to want to try this machine before they really want to buy it themselves. Um, so those are ski resorts that offer, you know, guided tours, say snowmobile tours or ATV tours uh, to their current client base so that they can just add skeezy as another offering. So do you have some resorts that already have some demos available? We uh, currently, uh, we don't have any set up for the demos right now. Uh, we do have ones that are uh, ready to take skeezy on and have uh, are in the process of signing a purchase agreement uh, within Ryan, the province. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's a ski resort in Labrador and Labrador is northeastern Canada. Same latitude as Edmonton for those familiar with uh, with Canada, and but considered subarctic boreal, and uh, it's it's th that's where the ski sorry the skeezy will be placed first is at Snow Goose Mountain, so they've come forward with an order of ten machines for this winter, and uh, we're you know cracking to get those out to them. But the really key and interesting piece to this for me is it goes back to the inventor's story. Jim Maidment, who developed the skeezy, when he was a young man skiing at Snow Goose Mountain, a uh, very small community, right, in Labrador, <laughs> you know, by comparison, I suppose, to uh, uh, it, it, it's an urban area for Labrador, but with under 10,000 people, it's still relatively small. Anyways, the um, the uh, ski slopes at that time, they were run by, that was run by volunteers. Uh, the lift uh, invariably would either be broken down or, you know, something would be wrong with one of the lifts. And Jim had this kind of, you know, uh, child sort of childlike uh, Superman moment is what I call it, which is, gee whiz, if only I could ski up that hill, right? Or what if I didn't need that lift or I want to keep skiing. And, and he would he would climb, you know, skin up the hill and ski down and skin up and ski down. And so it's really cool for us that uh, the first orders will be going back to that same small resort. That's great. So you said that's Snow Goose Mountain? That's Snow Goose Mountain in Happy Valley Goose Bay, Labrador. Okay. And Ryan, you were referring that you were saying that you and the orders are for this season. When do you anticipate these being on the mountain? Uh, we Our data delivery for them right now is set up for about mid-February. It's going to coincide with their opening date. Uh, they were originally going to be opened uh, in January, uh, but uh, they've had some technical issues and they just had to push back their their opening date, but we're hoping to be there for then. Oh, so that's, that's coming up pretty soon. So it's probably going to be a, a stressful next five weeks for you, huh? <laughs> that's an understatement. <laughs> hey, stressful, if, but fun. hey, if Elon Musk could do it, you guys can do it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so where are these being manufactured? Uh, uh, they're remanufactured here in, uh, in St. John's. We're utilizing uh, local partners to basically create uh, get these machines assembled and fabricated oh excellent yeah want to enhance the local community as much as we can you know um, before we look elsewhere oh that's great so what have been your biggest challenges so far in terms of i know you know in the video again that's on your your website skeezy.ca 
you know, you're speaking, Jim is talking, and I guess it talks about it's what the 10 prototypes it took to get to this final model. Yes, that's correct. Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, so now you guys have, have come on a little bit later in the process, but what are some of the biggest challenges you have faced in the last couple months getting this uh, ready to go? Well, for for Jim, I mean, he started with an idea and built a prototype and wanted more stability, wanted more traction. Um, so that that's where the 10 prototypes come in. You know, a, a small track change, for instance, can create a whole new prototype until he got to a machine that was one that he felt was um, optimal for most users. So we've had beginners like me and Ryan use it, and uh, no problem. Uh, we can we can go out and we can you know um, scoot around on it. Um, and he's had very experienced skiers who say, "Hey, I want to go faster than this, right? <laughs> want to climb higher." We had a, we were at Marble Mountain in Cornerbrook there a couple of weeks ago. And uh, one of the folks who is responsible for Marble Mountain took it and climbed to the top of Marble Mountain ski hill back down and, and loved it. And, and uh, you know, got the exercise, did the carving, did the whole thing. Um, and so when it comes to what have our challenges been, a part of it has been explaining this. Um, it's been proving, trying to prove that there is a market for it. So it's developing the marketing plan, uh, getting the financing, for instance, to bring a not only a brand new product to market, but a brand new sport, right? It's not just a new technology. We're introducing what we hope will be a new sport. So that takes a lot of effort, I suppose, in, in really understanding your numbers and understanding your demographic and creating the desire and the want and the need for it so that then we can go forward and you have a, and we have, you know, the company developed with a full uh, financial ask. And, you know, we're very pleased to say that that's all coming together, but that's what, that's one of the most difficult things to go about forming a company, right. And, and uh, behind every product, there's, there's a number of people and, and um, ideas and, and issues that have to be resolved, even from an administrative end. Yeah. That's the unfortunate, uh, not so glamorous stuff, right? That's unfortunately very important for a company to succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to have good people in place and you have to have your ideas very well articulated and the proof to back it up. Now, how long Mario. have... Oh, sorry. Oh, hey, Mario. Mario's here. Hello. Hey, Hello. Hey, Mario. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, good. I joined a little while ago. I was just listening to you guys um, while well, I got everything set up. But... Um, I tell you, I can't stop watching this video. It's awesome. It, it, cool. Like my mind is going nuts, like thinking of the applications for it and the possible new sports and competitions involving something like this. It, it, it opens up the doors for a lot of, a lot of other things. Great. Yeah, that's what Ryan and I were talking about before Donna, before you joined, you know, when we talked about on the podcast, you know, we, we tend to have a couple of drinks and get a little fun when we talk on our <laughs> podcast. And we were talking about just, you know, the possible applications, you know, having a backpack version and not needing a lift pass and just cruising up the mountain and just skiing down. And then what are, what are the, what's the speed record going to be this year? You know, we, we obviously took things to the, the ridiculous next levels because, you know, obviously we're Americans and that's what we do. So <laughs> these things are be would be amazing you could have uphill racing you could have all sorts of stuff going on yeah they race well, motorcycles uphill right? for, 
Yeah. As our Canadian neighbors, we can't wait to uh, to place this product south of the border <laughs> with you guys, and then 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 we'll look forward to seeing what you're doing with it. <laughs> Be careful yeah. what you wish for. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just make sure you send it to us first, right? So we can <laughs> your your content. We're already thinking about you know like modifications and bigger engines. You know, that's, that's right. of course that's how we think. Nitrous oxide and everything. In it, right? not, I think that's right? what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, absolutely. So let's let's go from there. When you think about bigger engines and you think about uh, longer tracks, right? So that means faster, perhaps. It probably means more capability to be able to tow um, or to carry. Um, it means um, uh, being able to get into um, with a longer track, I guess, deeper powder and being able to go off road. And the real beauty about this machine that that I found is that being able to take it uh, and we can mount one on the back of our snowmobile and we would take the other in a sled behind. The skeezy can also tow a small sled. OK, so oh, depending wow. on the weight of the user the snow conditions and the incline that you're going to be on, that will determine how much weight you can tow or carry. But uh, Jim has put a hundred pounds on the top rack and uh, towed another one in the sled behind him. So that means that we were able to go two up on our snowmobile, uh, go as far as we'd like to on that, get off of it, take the machines and anywhere our bodies can fit through the trees, the skeezy will follow. Nice. You right. do like so serious backcountry with that, right? Into territory that you're not getting into otherwise, and and funnily enough, and I didn't really understand this either, but I think this is important too. I love to snowshoe, and I found that with the weight spread across the landscape, being on my skis and with the machine a distance behind me, that I had um, that that weight was spread out across the snow. So I wasn't sinking like I would have been on, on a, on a set of snowshoes. And believe oh, wow. me, I've gotten off my skis and been up to my neck in snow. Slogging is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a really great point though. Even if, yeah, like you said, snowshoeing or if you were going to, you know, skin up somewhere, just that access of, cause you said, what's, what's the range? Like 50 kilometers on a tank of gas. That's correct. Yeah. Just the amount. So say you get any 25 and 25 out, just that if there's a mountain that you just was not accessible via skinning or snowshoeing, that extra range that you now get, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that really is a game changer. That's, that's fantastic. Well, this even has like a, a lot of big applications for like avalanche patrol and things like that. I mean, places where it would take a little bit more time. Now you can potentially get there faster with something like this Absolutely. rather than a whole snowmobile, you know? That's right. So, I mean, that proposition there then for, say, search and rescue or for ski patrol, um, avalanche patrol, parks, parks, uh, anything like that, you know, the rangers, uh, what have you. What we're looking at then is is we're looking at reducing risk, fatigue, you know, perspiration is your enemy if you're out in the cold, fatigue and time to incident. Mm. So that that would be the offering from an industrial application. Yeah, it seems like, a, like I said, it's just like your mind starts going so many different places. Well, the electric one is where ours is going to go next. Oh, that awesome. was something we were talking about, uh, we were thinking about before, is the, yeah, the, that there was a solar, some sort of solar panel or something you could use to extend the range. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess, yeah, having, if you did go the electric method, that would probably yeah, play and- in. 
yeah, that, yeah, that's uh, that the inventor uh, Jim. He's uh, that's what he's currently working on right now. I'm looking into is the electric model. And when people ask us to, well, I'll just throw this out there. I mean, why why gas and why not electric right off the bat? Well, keeping in mind this would have, the development on this would have started a few years back, and also when we live in extreme climates uh, like you know some of the uh, northeast northern states as well as in uh, in northern Labrador, northern Canada, then we have to keep in mind that electric is not always going to be the most reliable or the safest you don't want to get into like minus 30 conditions with an electric machine that you that you know might turn out to be uh, unreliable right but for many people who live in a more urban area then having an electric machine that they can store in their apartments put in the back of their cars and take out wherever they wherever they want and you know that would be exciting as well yeah, I guess that could actually be a great urban transportation device, too, if you're in those those same climates where, you know, instead of riding a bicycle or taking mass transit or a car, you could just cruise along to work in your skeezy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. People <laughs> skate across the Rideau Canal between Hull and Ottawa in Canada when the Rideau Canal is frozen. But, um, yeah, so why not? Drag races on the canal. <laughs> just, just, just make sure you got your license, that's all. Got to talk to Red Bull on that one. Oh, yeah. Is there any sort of uh, like license requirement that you would need using this? No, not at the uh, present time. This is considered off-road. Okay. Right? And there's no steering mechanism. You are the steerer. So it, it, it falls into a different category. Oh, wow. It's just an engineer. Yeah, just yeah we're kind of creating our, our own, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, cool. Do you know what is the weight of the skeezy? Right. Uh, weighs right. Yeah, it weighs one hundred and fifteen pounds, uh, about fifty-five kilograms. Okay. Uh, uh, well, now pounds. Yeah, American. <laughs> we appreciate yeah, so it. Weighs yeah, one hundred and fifteen yeah. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so how about on the beach? Can you can you zip these on the beach? Because I'm thinking you could do like like Baja racing with these. <laughs> Well, that would be another uh, R&D curve, wouldn't it, right? You yeah. Know, make sure the sand didn't get in it or whatever, but uh, there you go. Very cool. So have you, yeah, have, you, no. have you guys spoken to any, um, like, ski movie companies or anything to try to get in with uh, – because I know a lot of times we'll see these movies where they show some of the new technologies. So people uh, on, you know, snowmobiles doing crazy things. They show the um, self-propelled paragliding, you know, with the uh, with the big wind turbine the big engines on their back, uh, something like this would fit, like, I think kind of right into that. So have you guys reached out or have you, have anybody, has anybody reached out to you about uh, maybe trying them out for one of these extreme movies or something like that? We haven't, they haven't had uh, anyone reach out. We've, uh, we've been talking about, you know, possibly it being in a James Bond movie at some point, right? That's kind of what you guys are saying. Yeah, uh, that it would be it would be something that you could definitely see. You know, maybe if Idris Elba takes over that that role, we can uh, we can get him talk to him on it. Yeah, forget the ski movies. You're going big franchise. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, right. Big, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a company that reached out a short while ago, and we'll be looping in with them uh, them in the next couple of weeks. And they want they're they're into adventure series videos, so we'll see oh, what yeah. they have in mind. Very cool. Yeah, it's local. Yeah, yeah it's I, I, the, 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 this was built for fun, freedom, and adventure. And that's 
first and foremost mm-hmm. in the inventor's mind who loves to ski, used to compete as a teenager, alpine skiing, and just wants to be able to open up, as Ryan said earlier, more terrain, right? How do you how do you how do you get further? How do you have more fun? And and that's not to detract from the alpine ski industry or from cross-country skiing. I mean, we have total and full respect for people who who want to be on the hill or, you know, want to be cross-country skiing. And uh, this is simply a new power sport that uses alpine skis. Well, that's like, you know, if you if you like skiing, uh, but you're, you know, in Minnesota where it's pretty flat, I mean, this mm-hmm. is perfect. You, you get out there and you just go on a flat and, and you just ride it out. I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun day, you know? Yeah, 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 it does. And, you know, you'll see, you might see some of the comments uh, – uh, like that it's lazy skiing or whatever as i was explaining mario before you came <laughs> that what we're doing is replacing the gravity of required for alpine skiing with this power right and yeah. the, the the biomechanical techniques using your body um, uh kinetics it's it's all the same if you're going to curve coming down a hill under your own speed or you're going to curve across the land with the power of the machine behind you you're still curving you still get all that exercise. Yeah. You know, and, and as I get older, personally, I start looking for ways like, how am I going to extend my skiing as I, as I get older and older? And, and I find these new tech, you know, these new technologies keep coming out and I'm like, Hey, you know, that could extend my skiing maybe another few years, you know, you never know. I think it's a great, great invention. Yeah. Well, that's, this, this is it. Um, we look at the types and ages of people who've been interested in this, and we have a full range from from um, young adults, but right through to people in their 60s and 70s. And not necessarily people who've ever skied before, but people who look at me and say, um, and I'm mid-50s um, and, and, and an on-skier, and they say, hey, I saw you, right, on television, or I saw you uh, doing this or that. And I know that if you can do it, you've encouraged me to think that I can do it. And that's yeah. really, yeah. Or even like, you know, uh, you think possibilities for like people that are amputees that can get into, you know, their, their ski sled and, and have one of these on the back and just go, go crazy on it. It'd be a lot of fun, you know, for right. everyone. It would, it would. Yeah. It's accessibility. Mm. Right. So, and that, that's, uh, that's a key factor accessibility and, the, and, uh, and hopefully, you know, accessibility for more people, right. Including those people who are, um uh, otherly abled um as as you referenced and we did have some outreach a while ago from one of the local mm-hmm. hospitals here there's a canadian association for disabled skiers and they're they're interested in seeing whether or not um this device might help um some of their skiers um get out and 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 uh, uh more in the winter so yeah it's like a new a new lease on life really if you yeah if you are you know, disabled or have some sort of, um, you know, health issue. I mean, this is, yeah, that, that's like Mario said, you know, as we're getting older, we're all looking for things to help us out. And if you had something unfortunate happen, yeah, this can get you back and get that adrenaline and that fun back into your life. Cause sure. you know, it's, we're all looking for is a little bit more fun in our lives. So that's right. like for sure. if you're a beginner skier uh, or an advanced skier, um, then it's up to you what you do with this machine. And as I said earlier, we had some really experienced skiers using it. And 
and they want to, you know, they say, hey, you know, I wish this wasn't, wouldn't only go 35, 40 kilometers an hour. <laughs> so 40 kilometers is what, about 25 miles per hour? That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, roughly. Yeah, so um, that's the max speed on this machine at this time. Um, but yet, so... Uh, Until it gets to the States, then we'll take care of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> ludicrous mode and our, uh, a different kind of ludicrous Restrictor mode. plates are off. <laughs> that's right. So, so Jim Wiz is buying at 25 uh, uh, miles per hour and i'm out there and i am you know I, i'm sorry i can't uh, translate over uh, five to ten kilometers an hour into into, into five miles per hour i'm afraid it's going to sound like it's only like two two miles per hour or something but that's my speed right so you can get as little or as much as you want out of this i mean if you want cardio then start going uphill right yeah because uh, it'll take you uphill um, you want to do moguls? You can do that. Uh, for me, I like to put along beside the groom trail, not on it, but beside it. <laughs> Just do my own thing. Well, one oh. great thing about the low speed too, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier as well is, I mean, for training, you know, if you're, if you want to get into skiing and you know, you're a beginner and maybe you don't want to drive, you know, say you're somewhere in an urban area and it's three, four, five hours to get to the, the ski hill. You know, why would you want to do that trek every time if you're just going to, you know, slog up there, take lessons, you know, don't have that muscle memory yet. When you can use something like this, get that kind of that body, the muscle memory going, the coordination going, then make that trip and be like, whoa, I can actually ski on the mountain now. Right. Yeah, it might be a way to help uh, people learn quicker, too, and have the ability to, to just go to their local area. Like you said, you go to a park, Brian, or something like that in the middle of winter and just you know, take your lessons before you, you know, actually go to a, you know, a destination. Yeah. Well, no, you're, uh, honestly, you're right. yeah. Uh, that, I'll tell you now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I'm in, I'm in my mid twenties now and I, uh, I haven't been on a set of skis since I was probably six years old. And mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago when we did our trip to Marble Mountain Cornerbrook, uh, we, Part of the deal is I I had to get on the machine, and <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. A lot of people got their enjoyment out of it. I got a lot of fall footage, so uh, oh, that's precious. <laughs> Hold on to that. <laughs> but, but within about twenty to twenty five minutes of getting on the actual machine, I was actually able to do the laps around the base of the mountain. Wow, um, it's pretty quick. Right. So like compared to, you know, say learning on the on the bunny hill or anything like that, you know, I I didn't find it as intimidating, you know. Right. And Plus you can stop. Like once you stop, you you're not rolling down the hill still, you know. Exactly. Right. So I found I that's why I found it a lot. And I did, I did learn a lot of the like the turning techniques uh and learning how to stop. Uh just kind of it becomes intuitive with the machine. Right. It just becomes a natural way of of transport transporting yourself across snow right that's really cool and i, I think we got to set up a, a a winter drag race in central park new york city <laughs> you will get hey. a you may get a million people wanting one of those the next day if you want to go viral <laughs> that could be the way to do it jim would would be all there for that uh he, he set up a little talked about easy <laughs> racing right i mean yeah and set up a little dj booth and a and, and drag racing right there <laughs> yeah oh yeah for sure i mean um yeah that would be fun to do uh guys there's one other thing too one real sort of benefit to this that um 
speak about as well is that when you have two or more people out, keep in mind that in front of the machine, sorry about that, uh, you're, you're, you're not on the machine, you're in front of it. So what that means is that Jim and I ski side by side and we can talk to each other. We can oh, nice. turn the conversation. So unlike coming down a hill, you know, uh, one's doing one thing, one's doing the other. We're, we're or being on a snowmobile when you, you know, you really and I love snowmobiling, but you can't really, you know, hear yourself speak. Right. Um, we can carry on this conversation because the machine is quite a distance behind you. Mm. So you've got that full visibility and, you you know, you can hear everything around you as well. I can imagine the electric version would be like a ninja. You'd be like silently zipping through the, uh, the <laughs> oh, yeah. snow. Um, yeah. You're spooking snow owls and everything. Yeah. yeah special forces uh, applications for that. Like, you know, for hunting. snow ninjas. Oh, yeah. It does have that military application, right? That we've had from, yeah. from previous, from veterans and things like that, that have, uh, in search and rescue teams that have come out basically looking for the electric version uh, of it. Because of that, that that stealth factor, that silent factor, uh, yeah, being cool. able to do surveillance. Um, yeah, take that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Spot right. on him all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, is there anything else that you guys want to add, or anything to you know to finish up on? And where can they people get more information? if they want to find out or purchase or try out one of the skeezies? Well, through uh, most of our information is uh, going to be located on our website, www.skeezy.ca uh, or through our social media links on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we're pretty active on there. Um, and if they have any specific questions, they can just email through the site and we'll get back to them as quick as we can. Cool. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you, Don and Ryan. We really do appreciate you coming on. And Ryan, thanks for reaching out to us. And, you know, sometimes we, uh, we, we do these podcasts and we just feel like we're just throwing it out in the ether. And it's really cool <laughs> when, when people, you know, who are part of the product and part of the company doing something new, get back to us. So it, it was a pleasure having you guys on. And if there's ever anything you'd like us to promote or share, or if you want to come on and have any new, uh, with any new advancements or when the electric version comes out, we'd love to have you on or events or anything like that you want to uh let us share with everybody that'd be great oh awesome that's great and if we ever get down to where you are then uh, we're definitely going to be looking you up so you can get out and try this yourselves we may have to just travel up to you to find it uh, to <laughs> oh, <well>. try it. <laughs> no we're definitely getting you on it and you're getting fall footage too awesome. all right <laughs> fine. central park two me. weeks let's be there central park <laughs> it needs snow first so let's get some snow there then we can make it happen Big blizzard, just show right up. <laughs> well, we got a bunch here. We'll, we'll truck it down. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Great. I right, appreciate it, Brian. Appreciate All right, it. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Okay. Bye. Skeezy is available at skizee.ca, skeezy.ca. And we'll have the link in the show notes at skibumpodcast.com. So that's it for the week. We're not having under the ropes. We're not having the bean of the week. We're not having the afraid today. Lean and mean, just the interview. So thank you so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. I already told you all 
the social media information. The podcast was only half an hour, so just go back, get it all there. I'm going to go to bed now, and then I'm going to meet up with Mario because we're going to be skiing together for the first time this season. And we'll see you guys next week.